Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your If you meet someone and, and there's only one Hebrew phrase that they know, one exclamation that maybe if they, even if they've never met someone who's Jewish, they can still recite. If there's one Hebrew idiom that is so ubiquitous, it just had to be the title of the showstopper number in the world's most iconic musical about Jews. What would that idiom be? L'chaim, to life. There just is nothing more Jewish than that. And it's exactly that sentiment that leads commentators to puzzle over the opening details in this week's Torah portion. We learn that birth creates impurity. And this seems incongruous with all that Judaism stands for. Life is the principle that supersedes all others. So so how can the creation of life cause impurity? One commentator Rabbi S. Ludmir wisely notes, life alone is not the true end in and of itself. Life can be squandered if it is unexamined or lived selfishly. And even worse, life can be devoted to wicked or destructive aims. Yes, God endowed every human being with dignity, but what we do with that dignity and the one life that we get to live matters. Jews may venerate and value life, but not for its own sake. We do so for the potential it holds to serve God and to perform godly acts. Martin Buber said it this way, God does not want to be believed in, to be debated or defended by us, but simply to be realized through us. And for thousands of years, Congregational communities have been the venues wherein we sanctify our lives by taking actions that make God manifest in the lives of others. I learned on my very first visit to Central Synagogue that this was a community that took that core tenant of Judaism seriously. I was running late, which many of you know means for me I was only five minutes early. I was wandering around the sanctuary looking for where I was supposed to be and I finally found that there was a community house across the street. I walked over and was met there by a beloved member of our security team, Atzmon. I know. But I didn't know him yet, so I didn't have that reaction. I was nervous. (laughs) He stopped me at the entrance and he asked me who I was and what I was doing there. I replied very sheepishly that I was interviewing to be the possible, maybe new associate assistant rabbi. He stopped, 
he sized me up and he said, if you want to be a rabbi here, the first thing you have to know is that we take care of each other. And I stood there stunned, thinking that this has to be a pretty special place if the security guard can so forcefully and vocally share what this community was about. And his words moved me at the time. But after serving this congregation for 10 years, what moves me more are the ways that we act and prove his words true. We take care of each other. And each of us might glimpse a little bit of it here or there, but one of the incredible privileges of being a rabbi is having a vantage point to really be able to see so much of this godly work in this congregation. Watching the quiet and unassuming ways that we show up for one another around illnesses or loss, how members will rally around folks in the community when needs arise, like a ride to school or shul, looking after kids, bringing groceries to a neighbor, visiting folks in the hospital, or a hug in a moment of turmoil seeing the many volunteers come forward to call every single member of this congregation during the pandemic multiple times, and how time and time again, when tragedy strikes another community elsewhere, our synagogue wants to know how we can provide relief to them. And then there is the deep understanding in this congregation that taking care of each other means more than just serving our own but also ensuring that like Avraham and Sarah, like our matriarchs and patriarchs, that we care for all of those in our orbit. Resettling refugee families, helping the formerly incarcerated re-enter society, mentoring teens, teaching English to immigrants, creating and sustaining a community fridge, and serving meals to those in need week in and week out. I marvel at the quiet, anonymous, daily acts of goodness performed by our community. Each of these acts reveals God's goodness in this world. And you may have other language for it when you're doing it. I know some of you do because we've argued about it. But Judaism's assertion is that that is exactly what we are doing, nothing less than that. Every moment of choosing, every time we reach for kindness or the loving thing, we shoulder the responsibility and the privilege of making God real. For 10 years, I have been one of the luckiest rabbis in the world. I am part of this congregation that is so devoted to that great Jewish mission, not living for some hereafter, but living so that we can make this world our lives and those around us as close to Eden as we can. Judaism is so wise to know that we cannot do this work without a community, without a community that has a shared vision, a deep sense of dreaming and daring, and with hearts that are open and adamantine. I'm so very humbled to be honored for these 10 years of service and for the beautiful words that were shared and uh, publicly and privately.
but um, this is not solitary work. We do this together. And for fear that Dave may play me off if I linger too long at the podium, <laughs> but luckily he's at the organ and it doesn't sound nearly as good, uh, I'll just beg everyone's indulgence for just a few moments of gratitude. First to Emmett, who is hopefully asleep at home, and to Alexis, I love you so much. I'll simply quote from the tradition, all that I am and all that I have to give, is, it's because of you. I want to say to my parents, you showed me the beauty and power of this heritage. You encouraged me on this path, even when it led out of the Midwest. And I am so thankful for all of it. To my sisters and the rest of my family and my friends who are here, thank you so much for all of the support. You are my rocks and my strengths. Rabbi Buchdahl, you are my consummate teacher, guide, and compass. There is a rabbinic saying that if you want to know how well a Torah scholar has learned, don't test their knowledge, watch their actions. And we are in awe of your actions, and I know all of us are incredibly, incredibly proud to be part of this community with you at the helm and at the head. And I want to thank you for not just um, guiding my rabbinate, but for being my rabbi and for being for and with my family in our highest moments and our difficulties and always a support. Thank you. My gratitude also to Rabbi Rubenstein for his generosity in my first year and for all of his friendship beyond it. Marsha Kaban, I want to just say that you are a constant support and I am beyond grateful for all of the ways that you've helped me become so much of a more adept leader at all of the things they don't teach you in rabbinical school, but you need to know. I'm so grateful for your friendship and support. And also to Livia Thompson, I thank you for your guidance and care then and now. During these 10 years, I have been fortunate enough to work alongside incredible members of Central's clergy team, some of whom are here and some of whom are shepherding eighth and ninth graders through Arizona and all over other places. And I would simply say to all of them, uh, I want to thank you for your camaraderie, for the laughter, for sharing your strengths and passions and your commitment with me. We are, what was it, a lottery of, I forget exactly how Alex put it, uh, like a lottery of, that's the one. <laughs> I've also learned an incredible amount of practical rabbinics on the job in great part thanks to the incredible board of trustees and our lay leadership here at Central Synagogue. I share a tremendous amount of gratitude to all of the current and former members of our board. And I just have to say that you are the backbone of this community. These are leaders whose menschlichkeit and devotion to this community and to the Jewish world knows no bounds. And during my tenure, they have been led bravely, boldly, and with wisdom by David Edelson, Abby Pogrebin, Jeremy Fielding, and Shawnee Silverberg. All of whom have dedicated more time and energy to this community than you could even be aware, and I know that even I could be aware, and I would just ask us really and truly to say yashar koach to them. Thank you. And Central is blessed to have a staff that is invested in our mission and purpose, and on all levels, incredible professionals with huge hearts. I feel so lucky to work alongside all of you. 
And finally, I would just like to thank you, this congregation, for welcoming me into this community and weaving me into our shared story. You are what make this congregation extraordinary and your kindnesses are what made New York City feel like a home to me when I feared I would be a stranger in a strange land. But now our chapters are bound up together. Ours is a grand narrative rooted in kindness, enlarged by fortitude and tenacity, enriched by sacrifice and toil, and magnified by love and compassion. As we look forward, I, I share the same blessing I offered at that first Rosh Hashanah. May the stories that we author together be like seeds of goodness and greatness that sprout forth on some distant day to inspire a new generation. I am so grateful to all of you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Eloheinu neshano, me